hi everyone i'm Allie, and i'm andy and welcome back to another episode of mariana wanda your favorite book club and media podcast um and we got a good one for you this week but before we get into it andy how are you doing what's new what's good i'm doing pretty good i finally put my bumper sticker from the chicks concert on my car nice <laughs> i had to i it, i was uh procrastinating on doing that because it has not rained here still and we are in such a drought that my car just has like a thick layer of dust all over it <laughs> and that required me to actually go outside with some windex and clean off a spot to put the sticker <laughs> gross <laughs> yeah but well worth yeah. it to keep it on there for the longest amount of time yeah but yeah so it is now on the trunk and the bumper sticker for anybody that has not seen it says earl's in the trunk <laughs> it's pretty funny <laughs> did you put I yours have- on your car no, I don't know how much longer I'm going to have this car. I'm not willing to commit to that at this time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah it might, I, might yeah. be better to hold on to that one. <laughs> I can easily see myself not having this vehicle in like a year's time. So let's not, we're not committing to that at this time. <laughs> yeah, other than that, hmm, what have we done? I don't remember, so it must not have been that exciting. Not a whole lot. <laughs> All right. How about you? <laughs> I have been... Um, dog sitting for my friends for the past like four or five four whatever since Friday mm-hmm. and well and just overall sitting for them they've got like they've got two dogs one of them is like this 90 pound giant black dog uh, named Lucy I call her Lucifer and they have another dog and a cat named Taz and then like a fish tank and a whole bunch of plants. Um, and so I've been taking care of them and they are quite the handful and they make me very tired now. Oh, so the other night, Adam came back uh, from hunting pretty late one night and like a couple hours later, his dog started barking in the middle of the night and I didn't want him to wake up Rosie. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is he barking at? And then I hear another bark out in the distance, and I was like, wait a minute, that sounds like Ellie. And it was clearly outside, and Adam was like, no, I don't think it's Ellie. And I'm like, no, that's definitely Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> so I went and let her back inside, and she must have, like, snuck out the door when he came back in really late, and he yeah. didn't notice. But she was barking like, hey, let me back in. I'm outside. <laughs> Poor Ellie. She had a little <laughs> jaunt around outside and now she needed to come yeah. back in. Yeah. I think she was out there for a couple of hours and just completely unsupervised, probably getting into stuff she shouldn't be getting into, up to no good. But then she was ready to come back inside. <laughs> I love that. Their uh, cat Taz got out this morning for a couple of hours and I got a, well, I got an Instagram DM from uh, their neighbor who was like, uh, hey, I saw this cat on my porch and it kind of looks like Cyan Katie's. Are you pet sitting for them right now? <laughs> and I had to be like, yeah, sorry, Brian. <laughs> like, he got out. He'll come back sometime. But he yeah. did. He came back for his breakfast because he's a big old chubby chub chipster. <laughs> but that's how we like him. Anyway, so yeah, that's been like my big thing. They uh, Those dogs pulled me over in the bird sanctuary the other day, and I've got this giant bruise now on my shin, which is a lot of fun. Hmm. Um, they are probably going to be the death of me. So if <laughs> oh, I'm not I, here next week. <laughs> I was going to tell you the other day, and I forgot, but now is a good time to bring it up. I had a dream a few days ago that you called me and you were like, hey, 
I finally finished my doctoral duties and I'm graduating on November 17th. Can you be there? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like no, I can't. That doesn't work for me. I have plans already. I can't be there. <laughs> and you were like, you have to be there. It's my doctoral debut or what. I don't even know why I, that phrase kept coming up in my head. But I was like, no, I can't. I'm already booked. I've already got two other things on the calendar. I can't handle you graduating that day. So you're going to have to move it. Oh my God. <laughs> well, conveniently, I'm not graduating that day. <laughs> but that's so funny. But wouldn't you be glad to be done in 10 days time? <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. Definitely not <laughs> the opposite of what's happening. Yeah. Um, so. Anyway, I thought that was a funny dream. And I woke up like, oh, no, I'm not going to make it to her graduation. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So this week we have the last short story in our Val McDermid mini series. And this one is also from the book Stranded, but it's also printed in another short story collection by Val McDermid that's centered around Christmas stories. So you can find it in multiple places. But the story is called The Girl Who Killed Santa Claus. Rest in peace, Santa Claus. Yeah, I thought this one was really good. I listened to this on Spotify. I found a another book club podcast that I believe she's based in England somewhere, but I don't know that 100%. And her name is Christina Young. She narrates a lot of short stories, and her podcast is called Books and Chat. So oh. she, she did this episode on... December 27th of 2022 if anybody wants to go look it up and listen to her narrate the story but she did a very good job of it so that's what I listened to a couple times and I enjoyed it too I thought it was pretty funny so this is the last one uh do you want to give a quick summary Kelly Jane Davidson isn't exactly shocked to hear that Santa isn't real it's something that she's been suspecting for a while now But tonight, on Christmas Eve, barely able to contain herself after finding what seems to be Christmas presents in the hall closet, Kelly Jane stumbles upon a burglar attempting to steal them. She triumphantly takes care of him until she realizes the burglar might not have been a burglar after all. (laughs) And a lot of fun writing this one. Yeah. Um, and it's, I had a lot of fun reading it. Like the the twist in it and the point of view from Kelly Jane was very nice. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought it was interesting that the perspective is a young kid who this is their first Christmas knowing that Santa is not real. And so it's still exciting, but some of the magic isn't really there anymore. But she's still excited because she knows she's going to get some nice presents. But it's still just different this year. Yeah, because she's seven, almost eight. And one of her friends, uh, I forget what his name was. was Simon Sharp told her and her best friend Sarah that Santa wasn't real anymore. uh, Which is just sad. Yeah, I hate when kids do that. Did you remember anybody from our elementary school who ruined the, the magic of Christmas by revealing that Santa is not real? No, I don't think so. I think we probably already talked about this, um, but I think that I just like slowly decided over time that Santa wasn't real. And then there was the Christmas that my mom gave me that auction item from Sumner. So So you found an auction item from our school's annual auction that was always, do you know that this year they're doing the auction in February? That's weird. 
Yeah, normally they they would do it in November, which is great because everybody's looking to get Christmas gifts for people. Yeah. Now it'll be in February. I don't know why that is the case this year. But yeah, they used to every year in November. So right before Christmas. And they used to have some really nice, um, like, bundles of things that would be put together. And so what did your mom get you? (laughs) It was a Harry Potter trunk and, like, a whole bunch of assorted items. Like, there was a calendar and a visibility cloak, a regular Hogwarts cloak. Like, playing, not playing cards, but trading cards of some sort and like just one of the books it was only the third book but it was put together by our friend Annalise mom Deb put that together I forgot that they were the ones who put that together yeah and so that's when you started to question no I think that's when like I knew for certain for sure that Santa wasn't real and so it was fine and so uh, I like that would have been like I don't know I was like probably like nine maybe or eight I don't really know when I got that yeah did you ever test Santa? No one ever tested Santa. Why would I test Santa? I what? tested Santa. What'd you do? Not like not like played a trick on Santa, but like I thought to myself, I know how to tell if Santa's real. I'll ask for something and not tell anybody. And then I'll know if it comes true. Like if Santa really brings it, then I'll know he's real. And if he doesn't bring it, then I'll know it's all a hoax. How were you, how did you ask for it? I just knew, like, that's what I wanted, but I never, like, wrote a list or wrote a letter or anything like that, so my parents would have never known that that was what I wanted. But, but how did you tell Santa? Did you, like, actually tell him, or did you just wish for it and assume like, that his magic would take care of it? Yeah, just, like, wished for it. Okay. So, yeah, and then, surprise, I, <laughs> I did not get that. <laughs> and so I was like, well... There we go. Case closed. (laughs) That's an excellent detective work. But also, I remember, I don't remember if it was, um, like, a skateboard or something like that. But then later, I was like, well, maybe Santa knew that that wasn't a good idea. Because where would I ride a skateboard at my house? (laughs) Uh, That, you know, is actually a fair criticism from Santa. Because there's absolutely nowhere to ride that around your house. (laughs) Only on the patio where the hot tub is, but even that would be really small. It's like six <laughs> square feet, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Anyway, that, that was my, quote, test that I did with Santa. Like, we'll see. We'll see who's real here. Yeah. Had you heard of Lapland before? So that's one of, like, yeah. the first things I read. I, one of the first lines is talks about an elf factory in Lapland, like, that's how she knew that it wasn't real, was that, like, there's no way there's these elves making all these presents. First of all, did you know Lapland is associated with Christmas? No. Well, I googled it a few minutes ago, and the first picture that comes up is a, like, real reindeer pulling a red sleigh. Yeah. I saw that <laughs> earlier today, too. Yeah, no, it turns out it's just, like, a region in Finland that's just, like... <laughs> snowy and vaguely Christmassy and so people particularly British people associate it with Christmas which is just kind of funny because they have a lot of pine trees and spruces Hmm. I wonder if the people in Finland who are not in Lapland also make that big a deal about it or if it's just the English people I feel like it might just be the British people but who's to say (laughs) it also borders Sweden, Norway, Russia and the Baltic Sea so it's like right in the middle of everything at the very top of the earth. I don't know. I'm a big fan of Lapland now. It does look pretty, but I imagine it would be snowy like 
100% of the year. And that is not the vibe I'm going for. So Fair I will enough. not, I will not be going to Lapland. Well, I will go skiing there. I'll figure out a way to get Kate to go there with me. It'll all be fine. I would go visit, but not for more than a couple days, I don't think. I'm not built for the cold. Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah, that was one of her, like, big thoughts. One of, what, what's her name? Kelly Jane's big thoughts about why Christmas couldn't be real. But then I also loved her thought if the catalog people couldn't get a simple order right, how could one fat man and a bunch of elves get the right toys to all the children in all the world in one night? Yeah, I, that was my noted favorite quote of the whole story. <laughs> Kelly Jane has got some pretty, she's got a lot of quips that I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was funny too, though. And it makes so much sense. Like, she's very practical, like, my mom keeps getting the wrong order from the catalogs and the catalog people can't even get it right. So how in the world could Santa do it? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Again, a fair criticism, Kelly Jane. Yeah. (laughs) But I also like how, so she is, seems from her perspective, the way it's told in the story, she seems like very self-assured and she knows exactly what's happening. But there's so many times in the story where she's just like completely wrong. Mm -hmm. That's pretty common with a young child's uh, perception of whatever scenario they're going through like a lot of times they have kind of a blind confidence like what they see is what they get and like a lot of times whatever they whatever they are experiencing they take that as fact or as truth when really it could be a bigger picture than they realize but they're not really developed enough yet to fully understand the full picture oh for sure for sure (laughs) but I just love like the contrast between her self-assuredness and then like how very wrong she is multiple different times when she's not picking up on stuff yeah. so she's like i'm this big super sleuth and i found my presence in the linen closet or whatever yeah um nobody can stop me the airing cupboard excuse me so yeah very british story what is an airing cupboard because i was imagining a linen closet i think it's something like that right it's a warm cupboard where you put clothes and other things that have been washed and partly dried to make sure that they finish drying okay so kind of like a linen closet vaguely yes i just when i think of a cupboard i think of a cabinet so either way that was where she was getting a pillowcase yes primarily kept near where the hot water tank is all right Hmm. interesting it's like your word for it collins dictionary so at one point, Kelly Jane looks out her window and she's like, oh my gosh, somebody's breaking into her house is what she's imagining. And it's so funny that she immediately is like, it's a burglar. He's going to steal all of my presents. And she like goes into hero mode and tackles him from the stairs. And, she, <laughs> and her her response like to what she just did, she's like, everybody's going to think I'm the hero. I stopped a burglar. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny because I think that she finds him in the closet robbing them and her first thought is it's the Christmas presents. But like, how would a burglar just come in and happen to stumble upon your Christmas presents and that's the thing that he happens to choose? Come on, Kelly Jane, get it together. Well, yeah, but like I said, she's since she's so young, she's only seven. In her mind, what could be worth stealing more than your Christmas presents, especially on Christmas Eve? (laughs) Christmas Eve, exactly. Yeah. Like, this burglar wants to ruin my Christmas. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, and so she, like, knocks she knocks this person down the steps as he's attempting to go down them uh, with the presents in a sack over his shoulder. 
and he like is at the bottom not stirring and she's like oh no she gets a little closer and she's like oh no i killed santa claus what do i do and she just runs back and i liked this line too whimpering she laid curl under her duvet terrible remorse flooding her heart she'd never sleep again and then immediately (laughs) she's asleep again (laughs) yeah i thought it was funny that she went from i'm a hero i stopped a burglar to everybody's gonna know me as kelly jane the santa claus killer (laughs) (laughs) like her reputation would like change on a dime like that (laughs) you know and what's funny enough is that if that were the case she would also be the one who like confirmed that santa was real to the whole world which is also pretty notable you know yeah i'm not saying it's it's a good thing but i am saying that it's not all bad so at one point, she is wondering when this whole commotion with this burglar slash Santa Claus is going on, where are my parents? And at one point, didn't it say that her mom was watching TV? So here was my question about this, because I had the same thought. So when um, Kelly Jane gets up to go check on the presents, mm-hmm. it's because she thinks her parents are downstairs watching TV. However, later on, what we find what ha- what we find out or what the the parents say like the last paragraph her mom says to her dad that'll teach me to leave you alone in the house on christmas eve and her dad replies bloody santa suit how was i to know she'd take me for a burglar so it seems like maybe her mom was out on christmas eve and her dad was home and decided to put on the santa suit and put presents under the tree Ah, see, I thought he came back from some kind of get-together, whether it's a work party, Christmas party, or whatever, got too drunk, and came back in, and, like, he maybe he was dressed as Santa Claus for this event, but I could not figure out where the mom was, like... Well, I, uh, yeah, I also don't know, because what's she out and about doing without her family on Christmas Eve? I don't know. I know my parents went last-minute Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve. Not like after you guys were asleep, right? Well, I guess. Sometimes, but I don't yeah. know that they would always go together. I guess yeah. they really stayed. I don't know. I never caught my parents, like, out putting presents out or anything like that. Like, I never woke up. <laughs> well, I'm, that was good for you. This keeps the magic alive a little longer, you know? Yeah. Also, though, I think the mom said like her cover story to kelly jane was that the dad had drunk too much at the company christmas party Uh, but i don't i think that was just a cover story okay i thought she which i also thought oh how very nice that they're telling the truth to their daughter and they're not making alcohol deal and whatever (laughs) (laughs) to the seven-year-old like it's okay alcohol is a normal thing it's (laughs) whatever and but i didn't realize that that was a cover story i thought he actually was out at a christmas party (laughs) maybe he was and he got back and he was like well as long as i'm in this santa suit i might as well put the presents out yeah i don't know okay but anyway i guess it doesn't really matter it's a little unclear as to where the mom was during this was she actually watching tv or where was she (laughs) i like to think she was out and about having a girl's night on the town for christmas eve i don't know any of my friends that would be available on christmas eve to do anything so maybe she has a larger group of women to hang out with than I do. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe just without like the traditions that you your friends have. Like for example, that's when we eat the feast of the seven fishes. It's a Christmas Eve tradition. Gotcha. In the Italian culture, which we have stolen. 
from Stanley Tucci. <laughs> from well, yeah, and a variety of other people. Yeah. Something else that I noted in this uh, the short story is the way that uh, Val McDermott references the children differently. She introduces Kelly Jane as Kelly Jane Davidson, but then she almost exclusively calls her Kelly Jane after that. But then her friend Sarah is only called Sarah by McDermott. And then her friend Simon Sharp is like always called Simon Sharp. And so we have like the first middle, first name only, first last name, all of them like all over the place in this story. And I don't, I thought it was just interesting that she chose like three different ways to reverence these children um, in the story. Yeah. I wonder if that was for a certain intention or because to me, like if I call somebody <laughs> with the exception of our friend Sarah, who was always known as first and last name. Uh, yes. <laughs> aside from her, most people that I reference as first and last name, it's more of either like a professional relationship or somebody that I don't know as well or that I'm like more of acquaintances with. But like somebody that I'm close to, whether it's a family member, a friend, whatever, if I just call you by your first name, it's because the other people that I'm talking to also know you on a first name basis. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I can understand why she just called Sarah, Sarah, and not first last name, because mm. that's her best friend. Yeah, maybe there's two Simons in the class. Oh, that's true. I do a similar thing. But my other favorite thing is that like, if I have if I have a friend like I have a friend named Shelby and my friend Molly has a friend named Shelby and so I like to say like my Shelby versus her Shelby and uh, like to denote like our Shelby Molly Shelby Allie Shelby it's a lot of fun I like to do that too <laughs> um, just if anybody's looking for a fun way to reference your friends so my last notable thing about this story was when she mentioned the mall Santas being messengers for the real Santa and I thought that mm-hmm. was an interesting way to explain to a child what a mall Santa, or I mean, not necessarily always at the mall, but like anybody dressed up in a red suit that's taking pictures with kids <laughs> most of the time at the mall. How that's <laughs> not the, I mean, most parents, I don't think mine ever explained that that's not the real Santa. He's just a messenger for the real Santa to let you, like, so that you can let him know what you want and then he'll give the real Santa the message. I don't know. Did yeah. You, were you ever explained anything about mall Santas? No, I think at best I was just told this is Santa. We're going to go take pictures with Santa. Yeah. End of story. But then like, I don't think I ever really questioned it, though. You know, it's yeah. part of the magic. Yeah, I don't think I ever did either. But I thought it was interesting that she, at some point, Kelly Jane, got an explanation as to what a mall Santa is. <laughs> yeah, big fan of that. You should use that with Rosie. Yeah. Kelly Jane seems very inquisitive, so maybe she thought about it and did question why are there four mall santas here or, <laughs> or i don't know if it's like her name or her overall attitude but she reminds me a lot of junie b jones you know oh i could see that yeah what a good series yeah but yeah i thought that explanation of a mall santa to a child was actually pretty good and another you know like demonstration of how kids will just you know accept your word yeah <laughs> and, and that way it works but i also really liked at the end when she like thinks that she's like this great sleuth, but her dad has like a black eye and like I think a broken arm from the yeah. fall down the steps, and her mom's like, "Oh yeah, he he like just fell down. Don't worry about it." And she not at one point in time puts that together with the Santa at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, 
And it's wild to me. She got a letter that said, Don't worry, you can't kill me. I'm magic, whatever. Did she not recognize her dad's handwriting? No, apparently not. Oh, well, actually, his arm is broken. Maybe he had to write with his non dominant hand. Yeah, I had that same thought. And I think it was his left arm that was in the cast. So maybe he was left handed and he like just wrote in shaky. I think it was described as like shaky capital letters. Mm -hmm. So like maybe it was his non dominant hand. And that's why she didn't notice. (laughs) All right, I'll give I'm you that one, Kelly. <laughs> I like Kelly Jane. She seems like a, a quirky little gal. Yeah. Junie B. Jones is like the perfect example of a kid who's like Kelly Jane. <laughs> yes. I could, okay. Yes, I could see them being friends. Yeah. All right, so that's all the notes that I have. Do you have anything else or should we rate it? I think it's time for us to rate it. Okay, so for this story in particular, The Girl Who Killed Santa Claus, I think, oh wait, what's our scale? burglars <laughs> zero to five. okay zero to five burglars okay i'm gonna give this one 4.2 burglars all right i think i give it like 4.4 burglars i enjoyed i enjoyed kelly jane okay we actually did four stories by val mcdermott let's oh that's right let's rank them and for anybody who needs a refresher on the ones we did, the first one was Breathtaking Ignorance, and that was the one where the chef poisoned the baker. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly poisoned the banker. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had Mittel, which was the one that was like the couple in a city, on a street, in a cafe, at a table. That story. And then we had Driving a Hard Bargain, where the private investigator Kate finds the stolen car. And then this one, the girl who killed Santa Claus. Oh man, these were all pretty good, I have to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have a favorite? I think driving a hard bargain was probably my favorite, but this one was really good too. Yeah, I can't really decide between this one and breathtaking ignorance. I just I thought that one was good too. Yeah, I liked that one a lot too. I think I'm gonna go a three way tie of driving a hard bargain, the girl who killed Santa Claus, and breathtaking ignorance. And then middle takes fourth place. <laughs> Sorry, middle. Yeah. Sucks to suck. That one I didn't connect with as much, but the other three I thought were funny and just good reads. Yeah, me too. And actually, this series has led me to actually check out Fever of the Bone, which is a Val McDermott uh, actual book, a novel. So I'm excited to read that. Oh, okay. Yeah, my local library had a lot of options. You guys should check it out if you liked these short stories. Maybe we'll all enjoy another book of hers. Yeah. All right. So our book for the month that I picked is A Flicker in the Dark by Stacey Willingham. And then Al has our next short story series. Yes, I will be selecting something from Southern Lady Code Essays by Helen Ellis. It's supposed to be pretty funny. It's supposed to be about being raised in the South, which, you know, as you're aware, Andy and I were. (laughs) Um, So I'm very excited. I almost chose a different collection by her, but um, this one is a little bit, I think a little bit older, maybe, or newer. I don't know. Okay. So I'm very excited. We'll keep you posted on what the the first uh, short story we choose is. So... Have I ever told you about my grandma's club that she's in? No, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't know. So, so? I, I don't even know what to call it other than just like it's a club that she hangs out with some older ladies that live near her. But it's called Grits and Glitz. And it stands for <laughs> Girls Raised in the South and Girls Living in the South. 
I didn't know it was an acronym. Yeah. Girls raised in the South and girls living in the South. And so they are grits and glitz. <laughs> I love that. This is just like a ladies club that meets and hangs out. Yeah, I don't think they have any like particular activity that they do every time. Like it's not a book club, but like they'll get together and they'll go to lunch or they'll go do some kind of activity together. Just whatever they feel like doing that month. <laughs> wow, I love that. Yeah, I think there's like 10 of them maybe. Good for them. (laughs) Yeah, grits and glitz. (laughs) Thanks for joining us on this episode of Marianne and Wanda. We would love to hear your feedback and if you have any books or topics for us to review. You can reach us at Marianne and Wanda podcast on Instagram or send us an email at Marianne and Wanda podcast at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.